0: Somehow, somebody somewhere got the erroneous idea that as long as we were good enough and prayed hard enough and go to mass enough, life will be easy and good. And that idea for some reason has caught on like wildfire. And it is false. One of the things about which you can be sure of in this world is that there will be pain and suffering In the Salve Regina, the prayer, Hail Holy Queen, is the line, to thee do we cry out, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. This is a very old idea, and we've been praying this prayer for centuries. If you want proof that this is the life, uh, this is the way life is, think of our own patron saint, Saint Sebastian with the arrows sticking out of him, or think of Saint Stephen, with the stones at his feet, with which he was stoned to death. Or St. Peter, crucified upside down. Or Maria Goretti, with a harrowing knife pointed at her. Or St. Therese. If you read about her life, she was not a martyr, but she had her own unique sufferings throughout life. Look at Jesus, hanging on the cross. These are all good and holy persons, and their lives were certainly not suffering free except in the imaginations of the ignorant. In the second reading, St. Paul says today of Jesus, Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And if we are surrounded by this great crowd of holy witnesses who suffered, who is anybody to think that they are going to escape it? But the important thing here is that there are two essential ways with which to deal. The first is to wallow in it, to become the victim, and to become everything that you hate. And for some reason, people do this all the time. Occasionally, I catch myself doing this. Here's a minor example, walking down the street in a good mood, smiling and seeing someone walking the other way and you smile smiling, good morning. And they don't do anything. So I get that little, <clears throat> or not. I became the jerk, right? I became what I hated. And it's a dangerous thing to do. And I work hard at stopping it because I'm practicing being in a hell of my own making. It is practicing that when suffering hits, I'm going to dig in and make it worse. And when somebody is mean to me, I'm gonna be mean to them. When work is rough, I will be rough to others. When my kids or parents are a pain, I'm gonna be a pain back to them. When somebody gets somebody, something better than me, I'm going to find a way to tear it down. When somebody is a stupid driver, I'm gonna make sure that they know it. It's a vicious cycle that leaves you in a pit. Revenge drags you down with it and your world devolves into bitterness and pain and isolation. It is practicing wanting hell more than heaven, despite what you might say to yourself. And we have artwork dedicated to people like this also. Down here in the left-hand corner, Judas. Everyone is focused in some way on Jesus, but he's disinterested, self-concerned, and not present with everybody else in this mosaic. If you could see this window, which the sun's shining through right now, the very, very bottom, you see the tips of two wings sticking up and fire, fire coming up. Lucifer going into hell, better to rule myself in hell than to serve in heaven. Here is the alternative. Pick up your cross and follow him. It means to voluntarily endure the sufferings that come your way. To do your best, not to make it worse and thereby make a better you and a better world. Don't go looking for pain. It is going to find you. But you can make life better. Television, movies, politics, news, all seem to be schools to teach revenge and backbiting and conquering and whining. I can't even listen to NPR anymore in the car. I turn it on, and sometimes just for a test, I'll see, can I still not listen to it? And I'll turn it on, and this incessant whining comes on. I have to turn it right back off. drives me nuts. But you know what? You and me come here every week to see people who endured this, what, everything that this world has to shovel out, the worst of what this world has to shovel out, and how to best deal with it. This past week, across our nation, there was a planned walkout of students from schools to protest guns. And in general, I am for protests. Fine. At times they're very, very important. You know, uh, uh, making a witness for life. I, I once I went to the uh, March for Life in Washington, D.C. I once went to Columbus to ask that American Sign Language be recognized as an official language. You know, think of things like the Solidarity Movement in Poland that helped bring down Soviet rule. But by and large, too many people see the protest as the end game. I held a sign for 30 minutes on Wednesday and now I can go home and not worry about it. It's somebody else's job now. The kids of our school did not walk out, they walked out over to here, to the church. And we worked on forming men and women who work things out without guns or violence. And could this be the reason why, that since 1920, there has only been one shooting in a Catholic school, and it was at Gonzaga University in 1970 when four people were injured. When I was a student at Akron U, it had the nickname Apathy U because people would hold protests and nobody would come and nobody would pay attention. Now one could make the interpretation that there was extreme apathy. Or maybe, maybe the students were intelligent enough to be out actually learning and working and preparing to do something constructive about whatever is the problem in our world. If there is one thing we learn from all these people that we call saints, is that the best way to live this life is to face it head-on, to charge into it, and to do your best to break the cycle of violence and sin, and to interject virtue and beauty into this world. That is practicing for heaven. It's scary and it's hard. And there's a reason it's scary and hard. Because it risks death. But to be alive is to be constantly dying. I think this might be part of the reason St. Paul said We continually carry about in our bodies the dying of Christ so that in our bodies, the life of Jesus may also be revealed. It's true that we are constantly dying in every way that you are a human, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Physically, your body is constantly dying. Cells are constantly dying. every I forget how many years you have practically an entire new body because all your cells have died and new ones have been there. Mentally, if you're still learning, old ideas have to die as the new ones come to life as truth. Spiritually, too. My vengeance must die. My unforgiveness must die. My selfishness must die. And if you understand that, then you understand what Jesus was saying today when he said, Whoever loves his life loses it but whoever hates his life in this world preserves it for eternal life. This is just plain hard to do, and you can't learn to do it 45 minutes a couple of times a month. Your parish tries to help you by not only celebrating the sacraments, but by surrounding you by art and music, providing talks and classes, education, mission, and community. You know what? I am so lucky. I get to live here in the middle of all that. But you have to go out there, and you must spend hours and hours and hours in front of screens and in a world that offers alternatives to this, that promises an awful lot but delivers very little, You know, if you're going to be a soldier, you can't be an occasional weekend warrior. And if you're going to become a saint, and the alternative is just plain hell, then you can't be a weekend Catholic. It means mass, and it means mass minimally every Sunday. It means confession, and it means prayer, real prayer. Not just one Hail Mary as I'm falling asleep because it is only through this that we will become braver than our fears, stronger than our weaknesses, and more hopeful than our sorrows. It is only this way that we learn how to break the sin of cycle and misery, and this is the way we learn how to die at every moment of our lives, and learn to say with Jesus, am I troubled now? Yet what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? But it was for this purpose that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And if this life lived well, is constantly dying and rising, and we are learning how to do that, then when we experience true death, like Jesus, we will rise to true life.